Welcome back to the Goalie Corner, presented by One Stop Goaltending. I'm Michael, and I'm here with my co-host, Kendra Woodland. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about when to take time off, both during the season and off-season. We've all heard about the importance of taking time off to relax and let the body and mind recover. Is there a right or wrong answer to how much time we should take off? I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong answer. I think it just depends on what works for that goalie in particular. I would agree with you on that. I think it's very uh, based on the individual, but also I think it's based on the situation that you're trying to recover from, right? We have tournaments, we have uh, end of the season, summer camp, spring hockey. Why don't we just start by that, just breaking down maybe each one's different? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so why don't we start with uh, tournaments? There's a lot of tournaments at the beginning of the season. You're coming off tryouts. Um, minor hockey-wise, you're pl- you're practicing twice a week. Sometimes and three. Sometimes three, yeah, for sure. you got the nice morning practice if you're in rep hockey. And then you also have games on the weekend, right? One, maybe two, sometimes three. Sometimes three, yeah. Right? So what, what would the next day look like for you? Or what would time off or what are you doing? I think it's a little bit different. You're in minor hockey, say. Um, you got to get up and go to school the next morning on a Monday morning, right? Um, which is which is kind of interesting. It's not too too hard to do, uh, but at the same time, you're going to be up and moving. You might be in PE classes, which will keep you moving. Um, I would just say, in terms of time off, not to necessarily sit and do nothing. I think keeping moving and staying active on those times will definitely help you maintain, but it'll also help you get the recovery that you need. Okay, so I'm going to throw a situation at you then. Tournaments, four, maybe five games, right? Ends on yep. a Sunday. Let's say you're traveling home that Sunday night. What are you doing Monday? I would say, I mean, my minor hockey self wouldn't take an ice bath. I don't, I don't think that a lot of people really know about them too much. I think um, a lot of people know about them. I think a lot of people just don't want to do them. Fair, to put in the work to do them. Especially a kid in minor hockey. Yeah, taking a cold bath wouldn't be ideal, but I think that would be what I would emphasize. It would help maintain your muscles big time, especially coming off those four or five, maybe even six games in a tournament, depending on how far you go. Um, I would definitely make sure that my nutrition is up to par. I think that's so important, getting a good meal in you the next morning, ready for your day since you just exerted yourself that whole weekend making sure that you're drinking lots of water and s- keeping up with your nutrition. Right. So that's nutrition-based, right? And ice baths are good for recovery. Usually you want to do the ice bath right after the game. Which, Usually. Yeah. So in minor hockey sense, you, they don't have access to that. No. Right? Maybe after a practice and you rip home or go jump in the snow. Yeah. Um, nutritionally, if you win the gold medal, I mean, the next morning you're having eggs and waffles and bacon yeah yeah breakfast champions right so that's all good but like after school what are you doing are you going home and playing video games are you what like what is the time off that we're talking about yeah i think definitely being able to go home and you know sit on the couch and watch tv seems great for time off but i think being able to do something with that like you know stretching in front of the tv while you do that or something like that being able to utilize your time that way Again, it's it's definitely putting in the work to do that, but... Yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable to be different. Yeah, and I think 
you should emphasize that where you know you need to be comfortable with being uncomfortable because it's just going to make you better and it's just going to benefit you in the end right absolutely so like when you're going home watching tv stretch do a little bit of mobility throw a ball around maybe juggle just get the blood flowing a little bit right because all that lactic acid i'm sure i just butchered that one but all the acid that's built up over that weekend you kind of want to flush it out with something yeah right so the time off is more of a code word of taking a small break from the hard activity that is hockey or weightlifting or whatever and go for a walk yeah right go for a little jog or a bike if you have a spin bike at home just do something to get the blood going a little bit and then stay hydrated make sure your diet's right and everything like that of course yeah i think and even earlier you mentioned um kind of resetting your mind and letting your mind recover um definitely something that i do is i go home and i pick up a guitar and i just kind of strum on the guitar it lets my my mind just be at ease i can just focus on something else that's not hockey related but i'm still you know using my my mind to basically do that one hobby of mine which i love to do so i think finding a hobby just in general to put your mind towards instead of you know working it to the full extent like you just did through a tournament or whatever that you did have over the weekend i think that's also beneficial yeah hobbies are are great to have for getting your mind out of the rink kind of thing yeah for sure okay what about christmas break i guess it's really the first long break of the season yeah right how long do minor hockey kids have two weeks three weeks maybe if there's a tournament after christmas yeah because you know if if i think kibbit is right after christmas till the beginning of january so about a week long um and then you think about when school ends i think it ends kind of almost a week before christmas so two three weeks i would say that minor hockey kids would get off off of hockey um i don't think time off over christmas is super tough to kind of think about but at the same time i'm gonna fall back on the nutrition part (laughs) yeah and that's that's a battle during christmas with all the baked goods especially you know if you're away at university like me and you haven't had a real home-cooked meal in a couple months you're definitely going to want to indulge and it's going to be hard to to not listen to your your inner intuitions and think about that but i think not indulging yeah you can have some I'm not saying don't have turkey control. dinner yeah. yeah like only have two cookies instead of having five you know yeah. um like i know they're good but hockey's gonna That's be what way makes better them special yeah right you so. don't want to overdo it on the cookies and all the other baked goods yeah exactly so you got two weeks off before a potential tournament yeah that first week in my opinion, I'd say go be a kid, play in the snow, go snowboarding, skiing, uh, throw some snowballs at your siblings. Basically, yeah. yeah. I would totally agree with that as well. Yeah. Again, it's all in the sense of staying active. Don't just sit on the couch and do nothing. Yeah. You're not you're not doing anything. Yeah. Stay right? moving is yeah. the big thing, right? And then maybe uh, that second week you start doing a little bit more sports-based exercises i wouldn't necessarily call them workouts it's just to make sure you whenever that tournament starts you're not going from zero to a hundred right yeah you at least have uh not even a platform but at least your body 
it has been moving and understands, hey, 60 minutes is 60 minutes. It's actually quite a bit of time. Yeah, I would, I would even say getting in the gym a couple times. Yeah, if you're right? definitely older, right? Yeah, because I know that I come home for Christmas, I'm working out Boxing Day, basically. Oh, yeah. And the meat sweats are unbelievable. But <laughs> I think um, getting in the gym, staying active, and do even just not even heavy weights, just ma- maintenance, right? Just yeah. to kind of get back into it and stay moving like we've said. So. Yeah, definitely getting in the gym. If you're older, if you're a college kid, for sure, there's nothing like – going home, going to a very familiar gym and kind of almost showing off to everyone who's there. Like, Hey, this is what I just did in the last few months. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a college athlete. Yeah. There's a little bit of ego involved there, which isn't too bad. I'm all right with a little bit. Yeah. A little bit of a a confident cockiness in a way. But again, we're just essentially saying don't sit around, do nothing. Be active. If you're a kid, go be a kid, play outside. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's, that's Christmas break. After Christmas break, there's really no long long break until the end of the season. No, because you basically jump right from your league into playoffs, and playoffs are quite short, but if you make it through playoffs, you're right back into a tournament in Provincials, right? Yeah, and that's about February, March. March, yeah. Right? So we're looking for off season somewhere between April, March, April to August. Yeah, potentially. That's a long time. That's five months yeah potentially six right if um, if you make it all the way to provincials right exactly so what are you doing those five months right right at the end of the season what what are you doing yeah i think for me personally depending on you know how rigorous the last half of your season was after your christmas break i would say take i take four weeks off is that just ice or is that working out too? I stay in the gym maybe one, two times a week just to stay active, like we said before. Uh, but I don't heavy weight. It's basically maintenance just to stay moving. I don't go on the ice for about a month. I think just to take a break, get away from the rink, focus on my hobbies, see my family, spend time with friends, and just be able to reset and regroup. Then you can just start back after that month, right back into your into your weight training and being able to, to pinpoint certain parts of your training and then find as much ice as that you can. So when when do you want to start trying to find ice? I would say about month three of the five. So that would either be May or June? Yeah, I would say around June. Okay. Middle, middle of June. Now, I'm going to ask you to go back a little bit in the history books before college. Okay. When... Because after college, like when you're when you move away from home, it's a little bit different when you're taking that first month off. Yeah. Because you're revisiting, you're seeing people that you haven't seen in, in the, for the whole year. Um, you want to hang out with your parents, with your f- uh, family and friends, and just kind of sit back, right? Yeah. Relax. But <clears throat> excuse me. But when you're still living at home, and the end of the season comes that initial re-entering into your old atmosphere isn't there right you've you've seen your friends for a while now like you've played with them you've living with your family so what would that first little time off be are you still taking a month off of the ice yeah i think i think in a way yes you're at home you're in your normal your normal home and you're you're around your friends and your family but at the same time you know the higher level you get, the more that you give up as a kid. 
Yeah. I think I found where I I played out of town one year in midget and I didn't I missed birthday parties and I missed those you know those group gatherings going to the movies because you know you do have a tournament out of town on the weekends so I think you do end up giving up a lot to be a hockey player which isn't necessarily a bad thing but being able to find that balance and when the season does end being like hey let's go to the movies let's you know go grab a grab a coffee or an ice cream or something like that I think is super important but I do know what you mean I think being able to just take that time for yourself not being with your friends because you've been with them all the time same with your family I think again finding hobbies is just super important for me and being able to take yourself away from your hockey and away from from your friends and family and just kind of sit back and find new things to do work on stuff you haven't been able to finish focus on your school that's left over stuff like that right okay for me I would agree four weeks for myself seems like a long time to take a break in the sense of doing nothing right so it's good to hear that you're still in gym one or two times a week to to stay active I'm sure you're doing other things playing tennis biking whatever um for me it's just reallocating your energy yeah right so instead of being so physically demanded to play hockey to practice to uh performing games you have some time now to recover physically and mentally but take a step back and watch the game to learn the ins and outs of your position yeah right maybe even read a book there's so many books out there on goaltending on hockey on people's experiences at the highest level yeah right take a step back read a book right it's pretty chill i know reading isn't for everyone but why not give it a try right give it a try you don't have to finish the book in one sitting no right you can read a chapter every week boom yeah right over time that book will be done do i recommend it not necessarily one chapter a week but hey everyone reads different just like everyone recovers different right so after those four four weeks i would say get back in the gym or doing field workouts because it is the summer get outside or the spring at least get outside and then focus on this month i want to get faster yeah so everything you're doing weight training not weight training should be focused to get faster right uh june july is usually the loading months of strength training when you get a little bit older yeah um so in the gym three four times a week right and those other three or uh three days four days that you're not in the gym again not doing nothing right work on your cardio you don't have to beat yourself up but still do something yeah i'd say like being a student of the game like you said watching video not a lot of people at in minor hockey i should say really take a step back and have that opportunity to watch themselves on video right so yeah huge huge so being able to even not necessarily watch yourself but being able to you know pull up some some highlights and pull up those different reels from from the NHL and even like AHL ECHL watching those high level goalies play would definitely help help you and benefit you into your game absolutely what about spring hockey? We didn't really touch on this. A lot of kids, normal seasons, spring hockey starts in May. 
So you have a month and a half off from the fall season, we can call it the normal season leading into spring hockey, right? So that month and a half off, take a month off and then get back on the ice. Yeah. If you're playing spring hockey. Yeah. Right. Spring hockey is very condensed to the weekend. Yeah. During the week itself, there's not much going on. Yeah. I've never played spring hockey. I didn't choose that route. Um, but I have family members who have, and it was that same thing. They needed that little bit of time because it is so condensed into that short amount of time and that just one month and on weekends and stuff. So those in-between weeks are definitely crucial to be able to find that recovery, but also maintain, obviously, as you're still in season for spring hockey. Right. So if it's condensed just to the weekends, that Monday, Tuesday after the weekend, light light exercise. Yeah. Right. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is starting to ramp back up to practices, tournaments, whatever's going on. Yeah. Because there's not much, there's no real season, or not season, there's no real league play. Yeah. Right? It's just straight tournaments. Okay. And then let's talk a little bit more about the summer routine. So you said you take, you personally take four weeks off, and then you start looking for ice in June. What kind of ice are you looking for? I'm going to say when I was younger, it was a little bit different than it is now I think when I was still in minor hockey I would go to a couple different camps Um, I'd go to world pro they would hold it in in chase and there'd be three ice times a day one yoga session you'd obviously have a little time for lunch then you'd have a a classroom session I would also do uh, the Francois Allaire camp which was more for ice time when I was way younger it was definitely for instructional I think as I got older, I used it for ice time and to get moving again and, you know, getting back to fundamentals. I would start looking around June for those camps and then I would move right into tryouts come August, basically. Gotcha. Okay. So June, you're not necessarily on the ice then? Not you're necessarily, looking, no. You're looking for the camps, which yeah, you want I to believe participate in. camps okay. would start in July. Okay. I see what she's saying now. Um, Nowadays, you kind of have to start looking at those camps earlier whenever yeah. they come out, right? Because yeah. they sell out pretty quick. Yeah. Um, it was pretty scarce when I was when I was playing when I was younger. There was a lot of spots open, and it didn't take too long to to sign up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're looking you're looking in June for ice times for July and August leading into tryouts. Yes, exactly. Okay. So when you were younger, you were looking for camps. What about now? Are you just looking for ice to stay moving? Are you looking for semi-privates, camps still? What are you looking for? I think more semi-privates and ice, I guess, the past couple of years. I played with a couple of the junior junior groups, which has helped getting that practice feel, as well as you know those semi-privates and working with goalie coaches that you can find because it helps you kind of pinpoint what you want to do in your position and then move it into your practice sessions. Right. Okay. So you're, you moved from camp settings to semi-private settings. Is that just because you kind of pinpointed goalie coaches that you enjoyed working with more that you want to pick their brain maybe, or you like the input that they have. So you want to focus and stay with that person. Yeah, that's definitely a, a factor, but I think as well, you're going to want, to be more one-on-one with somebody than this person's moving around working with 12 other goalies, right? I think being able to really work with 
with a person one-on-one is beneficial. It's the same with training, working with a one-on-one trainer. It's just going to make you better. So I think that's kind of what I think is has benefited me is working with those semi-privates, maybe only being out there with one or two other goalies, being able to learn from each other in a smaller group and being able to be focused on by that goalie coach. That definitely piques my interest in asking a few more questions uh, that we'll probably hit uh, in different episodes. But I just want to bring this all back to time off, recovery, maintenance sort of stuff. So we've talked a lot about taking time off and in the sense of not necessarily doing nothing, but staying active, uh, lighter workouts and stuff like that. But during the season, uh, I just want to touch on a topic of maintenance, right? So the older kids are in the gym and they're trying to go as heavy as they can to out show everyone else. Yeah. Um, that's not maintenance. No, not necessarily at all. Right. Maintenance, you're not looking to build strength, right? We could maybe say muscle stamina, right? Yeah. Maybe a little bit higher reps with the same sort of weight that maybe you were doing in the summer. Yeah. That's not pushing the weight, right? We're not looking for our max one rep at all. Yeah. You're basically using your summer to build that muscle and build that strength so that you get to your highest that you can get after that summer and after all the work that you've put in so that you can maintain that strength throughout your season. Right. Okay. And what would, so that's weight training, right? So don't necessarily worry about the load. Yeah. Right. Worry more about, um, how many reps you're doing, right? You don't have to do leg day every day, but in order for us to make sure our pushes are still strong on the ice, we want to at least squat, front squat, deadlift, whatever. Yeah. Um, once or twice a week. Yeah. I would only say, right? What would another huge, huge factor of maintenance be? Well, I think on ice too, because it all comes down to muscle memory too. I think when you're, when you're working in your semi-privates in the summer, you're building that strength on ice and your movements on ice because you're off ice and on ice yes they correlate with each other but at the same time they are different you're using a little bit different muscles so being able to maintain that or build that in the summer with your semi-privates will make it so that you can maintain that and build your muscle memory for your season right so just so i'm clear on what you're trying to say here is the intensity that you're training at in the summer you almost want to carry it over to the season itself because of the muscle muscle memory. Exactly. So if right. you're learning if you're learning how to properly do a, a butterfly recovery, you're going to work on that butterfly recovery so that your muscle memory will build on that so that you work on that by the time you hit your season, you're just going to be able to do it because your muscle memory will kick in and you'll know how to do it and you'll do it with power because of your off-ice training. Perfect. Okay, my last question here for this episode is going to be What's your stretching routine? How often do you do it? Um, Is it more important to do it during the season than off season? Right. And then do you you just focus on muscle stretching or do you do like mobility and um, range of motion stuff? So I think stretching is important always, especially for goaltending. I think 
you know, stretching right after your workout's done, you're warm, your muscles are loose. It's, it's important to stretch right after that, making sure that you don't just tighten right up and it's harder to warm up later on for the next workout. For on ice, you should stretch on ice because, again, you stretch different muscles with how, how you're positioned on the ice. So when you're in butterfly, you stretch your groin, but it's hard to get to that when you're off ice. Um, I definitely focus on my hips. They're huge. Hips, groin, stuff like that. It's in your IT band. I hate it when your IT band gets tight because it makes it so difficult to move around the net. But I think stretching is important always. Yeah. I'm going to just build off that a little bit. Deal. So stretching for uh, goalies that don't know, stretching is mainly uh, muscle. And then mobility is mainly range of motion. So a lot of times when goalies say their hips are tight or their knees hurt, a lot of the time it is IT band, yep. right? Which is foam roller or pigeon pose. Yep. And then for the hip tightness, a lot of the time for that is range of motion. Yeah. Not a lot of people take into consideration that you also need to work on range of motion because yep. it does get overlooked and you kind of figure well i'm kind of using it so i'm not i shouldn't lose it yeah right but it takes that off ice small amount of training to make sure that your legs can swing all the way around because it's a ball and socket joint yeah when what happens is since we're always in that crouched position that's our stance and butterfly and everything like that even squats um what happens is our hip flexor shrinks so right there, our range of motion starts diminishing. I think I've focused more on mobility and range of motion after I got to university. Uh, people there, there's a lot more trainers there that obviously have trained athletes at that level for so long. We use the the resistant bands you go that go around your knee and you work on that while you're you're shuffling and stuff like that. It definitely helps. I use it more in season than I do out of season. Um, I always stretch, but I definitely stretch more in the off season than I do range of motion and then vice versa for, for in season, but definitely stretch all the time. Range of motion is during season for me. Right. And of course, college, it's a lot easier to focus on the smaller details because you're, you're not worried about gaining that muscle strength or, uh, any more explosive power. Cause if you can squat 300 pounds, you really don't need to squat anymore. Right. So it's the small attention to detail to sum it all up. We're not necessarily telling everyone here to not take a break ever. We want you to listen to your body. Nutrition is a large part of the recovery process. So make sure when you are taking time off that you're still eating right. Another large piece of recovery and quote unquote, taking time off away from hockey is to check out, right? still be an athlete you can still if there's playoffs or something happening still get involved but you don't want to be thinking about it all the time take a step back play some more golf go for bikes do something that's athletic if you're not working on cardio or if you're not if you're just sitting on the couch you will lose cardio you will lose strength and it's a lot harder to put it back on than it is to maintain it 
to a smaller degree. If you have any questions, reach out to us on Instagram, on Facebook, at One Stop Goaltending. I'd love to break this down even more for everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Goalie Corner, presented by One Stop Goaltending. Input is always welcome, so leave us a comment in the review section or send us a message on Instagram at One Stop Goaltending or at Kendra Woodland. New episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you next Sunday.